I had a contest and I won with Cento products and I won a meatball contest and my sandwiches were very good. I couldn't stuff four meatballs in his bread anymore. It was getting smaller and smaller. My customers were complaining. This is the plaintiff, David Backrack. He says he runs a baked goods delivery business. He sold the defendant a large amount of bread, and the guy's loafing around about paying him. He doesn't work for free. He's tired of getting the runaround. And his do-re-me in the amount of $82.30, that's why he's suing. This is the defendant, Johnny Special. He says he makes award-winning rustic Italian sandwiches, and the bread the plaintiff delivered didn't cut the mustard with his customers. The loaves were smaller than normal, the brownies he received were cracked, and he owes nothing because the goods were useless to him. He's accused of being crusty about paying a bill. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Backrack, you are the owner of Bastion Deliveries. What kind of business is that? It's a distributorship business for a bakery called Anthony and & Sons, and we distribute to school districts, hospitals, and restaurants. Okay, and how long have you been in that business? January of 2020. Oh, okay. Now, Mr. Speciali, you have a business called what? That's a pizza more is Italian kitchen, man. Okay. How long have you been in business? I've been in business for 25 years, but this location was two years. All right. So, Mr. Backrack, tell me what happened here. So, I received uh, from the bakery a new, new customer sheet uh, for uh, Pizza More, and uh, I contacted uh, Mr. Speciali and uh, informed him that every two weeks that we collect, it just so happened that COVID-19 shut everything down and uh, we usually would collect in person, uh, but we had to come up with a new way of collecting. So uh, we used Venmo and Zelle. And he stated he was going to set up Venmo and gave me a runaround for months, stating okay. that he didn't know how to set it up. He was going to get a girlfriend to help him set it up. He was going to get one of his children to help him set it up. And it was always an, there was always an excuse. And when I started to look up if he had a Venmo account, I saw that he's been using Venmo since 2018. So he knew how to use it. He was just oh. stalling on paying me. Did you receive any complaints from Mr. Speciali, uh, Mr. Backrack? Well, he complained somewhere around April 30th uh, that he started to mention that the um, rolls were too small. So I explained to him I would go back to the bakery general manager and uh, bring it to their attention. And obviously, if you're not happy with any of our products, you could return it for a credit which he never returned any item that he complained about. We are simply deliver the bread. We don't have anything to do with the baking of it. It's on a loading dock for my drivers to put onto the vehicle and deliver it to the customers. That's the extent that, that we're involved okay. as far as the distributor. Mr. Speciali, goes. what was your complaint about the bread? Okay, the complaint about the bread was this rustic roll 
was supposed to be consistent with my product that I'm award-winning meatballs and my sandwiches that was working fine with. They started coming smaller. I did make my complaint, and I never deducted anything to David Baskin. I always said, would you come down and see me to talk, and we could go over this together, and I never reneged on paying my bill. So on top of Tell that... Tell me about the award-winning meatball sandwiches. Okay, I had a contest, and I won with Cento products, and I won a meatball contest, and my sandwiches were very good. I couldn't stuff four meatballs in his bread anymore. It was getting smaller and smaller. My customers were complaining. Plain and simple on that. That's get, the fact. It wasn't getting smaller and smaller. Well, that I was his pictures. complaint, wasn't it? At that time, what, but he continued to when order. Did you, when did you win that? Uh, that was when, in 2019? Yes, 2019. How long had you been ordering bread from that same bakery, Mr. Speciali? Over, over five years. That rustic roll is a great loaf of bread. So you complain, you mention it. It's in April is the first time he mentions it, but he continues to order from you, right, Mr. Backrack? That's correct. And I don't want you to be under the impression, Your Honor, that the bread was getting smaller and smaller as time went on. It, it was an occasional uh, thing. But once again, he never returned anything because he didn't like the size of the bread. He was freed. I said, you'll get a credit, simply return the products. Not one piece of bread was ever returned. So that's kind of a hard thing to do when you have to make a bunch of sandwiches and you have to sell the sandwiches. Were you going to sit there and pick through the small breads and, and then sell fewer sandwiches? You just want the problem solved. But then what happens? Because it's not just in April that he complains about it, right? Isn't there another time that he complains? Well, first of all, Your Honor, it's the same bakery that he's been ordering all these years. It's the same product he's been getting all these years. I, 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 but it's <laughs> not the same, the same product, Mr. Mr. Backrack. I don't know why you're, 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 you're chuckling. It's not the same. That's what he's complaining about is that he knows the bread. He knows the size and it's been six years and he's been ordering it from it. And that's why he's complaining. You, I guess what you're saying is, oh, it's not really smaller, even though they're all handmade. No. And so they're all going to be different. No, no, no. What you're no, saying no, is no, no. he's just trying to weasel out of paying because he's always been a problem paying. So it's not really that they're smaller. He's just coming up with that as an excuse for why he's always late on paying. I guess that's what you're saying. Now, you, Mr. Yes, Speciali, you end yes. up sending him a text um, where you say, the bread you sent me looks like hot dog buns. And he says, please send me a picture so I can check with my driver and go, we'll get back to you ASAP. And this is your hand holding a picture of the bread, correct? Correct, yes. And is that particularly smaller than it's supposed to be? Yes. No, that's a large piece of bread. If it's slightly smaller, uh, that's not a hot dog roll. I'm sorry. Uh, and you can get four meatballs into that loaf of bread. No, it uh, looks like pretty said, big to me. Now, Mr. Speciale, you provided into evidence this picture. When was this taken? Like a week or two weeks before this uh, case came up. Um, that loaf of bread next to the one that's there is my new bakery that makes the same roll as a rustic roll in the faction so I could fit my product in there. His roll breaks open. I ordered from Anthony and Sons, so I don't use that roll anymore because it just does not fit my... Uh, my, my four meatballs in there. I don't know why Mr. Baskin uh, says it would, but it doesn't. And my sandwiches... Okay, but I got to uh, tell you, years, like if I had to pick which of those two breads I wanted to eat, I would, I would, would pick the one on the right because it looks yummier. But anyway, that's your business yeah, and that looks, not that, mine. But that looks let like me a, ask that looks you like guys a, a question, though. 
We're talking about uh, $82.30, which I find utterly fascinating. How much did you pay Mr. Uh, Bachrach in order to file this case for $82.30? What were your court costs? My court costs were $160 plus a, a serving fee of another $42. And the reason for that is the way that this man spoke to me when I went in, I walked into uh, the front counter and he was in the kitchen. I said, Johnny, I'm here to collect for the uh, the bread bill you owe me. And right, right, first thing out of his mouth is, get out of my store. You, f I'm not paying you for your product. Okay. Oh, come on. I didn't say that. This is not true. It is true. And, uh, you know, I, I was just shocked by the behavior and refused to absolutely pay. He says, I don't pay for bad product. And then he comes out and starts to get in my face. And I said, listen, you know, you were a problem from day one. And uh, this must be a complete scam that you pull with all the bread businesses in the area because you do this down to a science. And uh, I said, I'll see you in court. And I left. And he says, I don't care. Take me to court. And I went right over to the Karlstadt uh, police station and filed my complaint. While I was in there filing my complaint, he's texting me, which you have a copy of, that your bread sucks and your brownie sucks uh, too. So all he did was complain about What was about the complaint about the brownies? They were cracked. Okay, how so? Judge, judge, they were cracked. I mean, uh, listen, this, he just, Mr. Baskin comes off as a nice man with a suit on. He came in my spot, my shop, and he banged on the counter while I was in the back rolling my dough and says, are you going to pay your bill? That's the truth. <laughs> and then I said, you better get out of here, you maggot. Okay, you little maggot. That's what I called him. I, and I'm not going to go any further. I said, your bread sucks. You should accredit me. I left it on the bench outside, and you never picked it up through one of our conversations. He wants to come off like a big uh, sharpshooter here, but I tell you what, he came in derogatory. I was upset about the bread. It was compromising my sandwiches, and customers were starting to walk away from me. And I paid him his bill every time. Maybe it was a little late, but he got paid. And I was very hesitant to pay because of all the product that I was getting that wasn't right. I had to eat up. On my end, giving a customer a free sandwich, uh, you know, always trying to tell people it's going to be better, it's going to get better. And I gave him a chance many times to get that bread right because that bread was good bread. And that bread you see in that photo, Your Honor, was a great roll. But when you opened up when some of that you got, it would break open and the meatball would fall on someone's lap. That's the truth. I didn't yell at him and call him a f I called him a little maggot. That's what I did. And I apologize no, to you in the court right now. Okay. If you are complaining in April and you complain again thereafter, why do you keep ordering the bread? Um, and if you are not returning the product, why shouldn't you have to pay this final bill? And why isn't your remedy just saying you're fired and then moving on to another bread company? I'll, but I'll, why do you I'll get to exactly. use the bread and not pay for it? Because I tell you what I did with the bread, Your Honor. It became breadcrumbs. Okay, and I did not renege on paying. I, I told him the last order that you sent me, I'm done. He told me he's done. I was done. I already have another bakery. They make my so roll. I know. So, but right. But here's my question then. Why, why didn't you just finish paying this off? Um, because, you didn't. So that's why uh, we're in court. Okay. Okay. And I and agree you, with you. That's and why you we didn't are in court. Right. Well, he was supposed to pick it up. I left it out on the bench for him to pick it up. I spoke to him. I said, I'm not buying this product from you no more. He's, you know, I mean, really.
you know what? Do you have any Listen, proof of that? He, it was a phone call. It was a phone call. You know we spoke, David. Come on. That's a lie. It's you know, I was did you take any you. Did you take any did you take any pictures of the stuff that you put out on the on the bench or anything? I, no. I left it out there. No, I did do not you have any witnesses? Do you have any witnesses to Yes. Yes, I do, Your Honor. Who is the witness? One of one a valuable customer that uh, his name is Glenn. Okay, Glenn, uh, you have a last name you want to give us? DiGirolamo. Okay, uh, Douglas, can you please swear him in? Absolutely. Can I get you to raise your right hand, please? You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I hope you got. I do. Thank you. Your Honor. Okay, so talk to me and tell me your complaints, Mr. DiGirolamo. It's DiGirolamo. Judge, I oh. have a role here. I just happen to have a role here that I got out of the freezer before that these roles were so good back then that John gave me 10 of them or a dozen, I forget what it was. And I've been going through them, but I still have this role. I just took it out of the freezer this morning. This is the role. That doesn't look like the right? handmade one, is it? Is that, it, is that, that is not one? That doesn't role. look the same. It no. is. Can you it's take your fingers off the ends? I'm sorry? Take, your, no, take the not. fingers off the ends. Take your fingers off the ends for me to see the ends. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's not a roll. They're rounded. Roll's a roll. So okay. go on. Now, this croissant is basically the same shape as the new roll. That's the difference. How can you get <laughs> so many meatballs in here? I'm Dude, do me a complain. favor. Don't try to be an expert witness. Just tell me about your experience over there. Don't show me breads. The better evidence is the pictures of the breads taken back then. What I want to know right now is how was your meatball sandwich? How was it different and why was it a problem? The old roll was easy to eat. Everything held inside. The new roll, it was like brittle. It broke apart. It was too thin, I guess, and too crusty. It wasn't ready enough for this for this meatball sandwich. This is more of a hoagie roll, and that's more of a you know an artisan type of uh, kind of like a turkey sandwich roll or something. I don't know, but it's not for meatballs, that's for sure. Because, like I said, I'm the one who complained the first time. All right. Guys, um, Your Honor, Your Honor, can I? No, everybody just stop talking. No, 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 no. Guys, seriously, I have given you way more of my time than any of you deserve. This was really all about personalities. It's fine. I got to be here anyway. I have to imagine all of you are losing money, not doing your real jobs. But here's how it shakes down, Mr. Speciali. At the, at the end of the day, you, it's a contracts case. You buy a product, you take it, you accept it, you use it, you have to pay for it. And when I see an order on 7-Eleven, which is well after the complaints, it looks to me like you did, in fact, use the product. If you use the product and you can't prove you returned the product, because you can't. You can't prove it through text, you can't prove it through pictures, you can't prove it through witnesses. If you didn't return it, then you have to pay for it. Okay, so I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $82 and 30 cents because you have to pay your bill. That is not an indictment of whether or not, that is not a decision that the bread was to par. Clearly the bread was not to par for you and you're the meatball expert. So, you know, you, you made a decision, you hired another bakery, bully for you. Maybe someday I'll get to taste your meatball sandwiches, your award-winning meatball I would sandwiches. I love that. But you gotta pay the bill. Verdict for the plaintiff, $82.30, and, of course, your court costs. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye. Ciao. <laughs>
So the plaintiff is finally going to get his $82 from uh, Mr. Special, the defendant. Mr. Let's talk to him first. Mr. Special, uh, how do you feel about the judge's decision? You know, I, I listen, I, would n I never reneged on not paying for my product. You know, it's just, it is what it is. And uh, we love the judge. And uh, the judge has uh, the right to say what she wants. But I tell you what, I changed bakery now and uh, the the product I'm selling, I'm selling a hundred times more meatball sandwiches than ever. Thank you. Really? Okay. A quick question. What makes your meatballs so special that it's an award winning? What right. is it about it? Right here, my friend. Grandma, my grandma taught me everything I know. <laughs> All right. You're keeping the ingredients secret, right? Fair enough. That's right. All right. Well, listen, good. Good luck to you, okay? All right, Mr. Macrack, how do you feel now? You, you took the time to file a lawsuit in court over $82, which the judge found very amusing. You feel vindicated now? Yes, I do. It wasn't about the money. It's, it's the way that this man uh, handled business. And uh, I've, for 32 years, been a successful businessman in, in corporate insurance. And I would never go in and speak to him the way he stated. Uh, he used the product, and you have to pay for it. And it's as simple as that. Well, very good. All right. Congratulations to you. Good for you. Thank you. All right, Harvey, what do you think about this case? Doug, you know, this is an interesting case because I think a lot of this could have been avoided uh, if they would have been a little more civil to each other. You can't sue somebody because they were simply rude to you in a transaction. The transaction is the transaction. If you owe money, you owe money. You can't say, I don't owe money because somebody was rude to me. We have seen this for years and years in the people's court. Never works. Just because somebody is rude means you don't go out to dinner with them, but you have to pay the dough they're owed. The question is, our favorite date as a couple. I wonder if we will agree on this. I would have to say the night that we went to the Versace mansion on Miami Beach, and we ended up spending the night with... Oh, the fundraiser for cochlear implants. Yes, it was a big fundraiser. fundraiser. And right. we ended up spending the night with Mike Piazza. And, he was at our table. And Lucy Billet. And Lucy Billet, who's the wife of the creator of People's Court, because she, ca she came down for it because right. she had just read... Uh, about the Versace murder, and she was right. really interested in seeing the right. the, the mansion. And, and the, between the two of them, the energy. I mean, Piazza turned out to be the first time I met the guy. He, he's he's funny. He's interesting. He's smart. We, he, we just, yeah, we he went up. He was time. staying at the mansion in Versace's right. room, and the, right. which has a big balcony out. Right. And, and we stayed. We went up there and had drinks. After. That was a great night. The night just went by. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. That was, was so. And especially we were raising. We were in the throes of raising kids at that right. point, so it was so different than. Our our regular lives, which were so boring. It was you, know? <laughs> you know, but you know, the ideal date, I mean, obviously the ideal date for the two of us would be something, you know, romantic and special, like maybe uh, a Civil War battlefield oh, tour. Geez. Yeah, right? step back, ladies, he's mine. <laughs>
They say they left the place nice and clean. The plaintiff didn't do a walkthrough with them before they left. Now he's making things up, being a money-hungry landlord. Bottom line, they don't owe the plaintiff. He owes them. They're accused of making a real mess of things. The defendants have filed a countersuit for $3,000 for their security deposit, which wasn't returned. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he rented his beautiful two-bedroom place to the defendant, and they wrecked the house, and it was gorgeous, he says. But the defendants say the money-hungry plaintiff is making things up because they left the place just as they found it. It's the case of you wrecked my crib. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Lestage, you're suing your former tenants, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, for $3,959.25 that you say they still owe you even after taking their $3,000 deposit because according to you, they did that much damage, almost $8,000 in damage. Talk to me, what happened here? Um, they, like I said, they moved into the place in 2016. It was brand new. Um, I closed on it two weeks before they moved in. So they were the first and only tenants that ever lived in it. Uh, unit came with all the appliances. Uh, it was an upgraded unit, and everything was actually fine the entire time that they were there. There was non-issue. Um, and then they gave notice. Everything was was above board there. And then when they left, um, they just left the place in complete disrepair to the point that okay. the, the carpets were completely destroyed to the point that they had to be replaced um, on a four-year-old unit, which I've never had to do ever um, in the rental units that I've had. The stove was left. Um, I don't know if it was ever wiped down, but basically I had a cleaning crew that used an entire can of Easy Off Oven Cleaner. They spent about an hour on it, and they just said they couldn't get it clean. And it's still yeah, a new unit. Yeah, these are the pictures so. of how you folks got it. Yeah, and there's the the stove that had ended up having to be replaced because it was just burnt and charred. Um, I've also submitted the after pictures of what that stove looked like before I threw it out. So it was brand new. I mean, there wasn't a scratch anywhere. There was... Um, okay, the, so the let's paint. go over the pictures that you have. This, okay. I presume you're, you're saying, will go to the issue of the cleaning because uh, not particularly clean. What are you trying to show me in this picture? Um, it's not anything I'm claiming for, but it was obviously they had overloaded the closet to the point that it looks like it fell down, but they did a very... Um, uh, an inadequate repair on it. It's not at all. It was it was a brand new closet, and that was what they left me with. Um, I, I, <laughs> in my opinion, not even close to acceptable for considering. What is this? New. This is uh, the AC filter. This is the filter, and and the part of this that really I guess bothers me is I'm a very proactive landlord, and I was giving Ural new filters every six months. The first year that they were in the unit, I personally went in and changed them. Um, and then after that, he made it very clear that he would just prefer to change them themselves. So I made a point of buying them and making sure he got them. And he led me to believe that they had been changed every year or every six months since that initial time that I changed them. Why does I, Mr. Jones, why does this, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, why does this filter look like that? 
I mean, that ends up like messing up the AC system. Uh, we changed him. And uh, that's just a little dirty. That's not a whole lot. A little dirty? That's not our filters, though. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah, that's not even our filter. Oh, it's not your filter. Uh, no, no, that's not the filter that we use. So he took pictures of we, someone we else's filter to right here. it on you. Yeah, that's, that's not even true right there. That's not the filter that we use. No, no, no. That's not what we use right there. Yes, Is that how you I, left the I've place? I've been changing the filters that he Is gave. Is that how you left it? That, did you leave no, that, that, that right vent there? looking yes. like that? With the... That vent right yes. there? Yeah, yes. that's the bathroom that's vent. That's the bathroom vent, yes. All right. That's the bathroom vent, but not the filter on the air conditioner. That's not true. Okay, right can there. we talk about this? What is this a picture of, Mr. Lestage? This is underneath the microwave, right directly above the stove, and the layers of grease. Um, the filter obviously I replaced, but the layers of grease were just a clear indication. I don't think it had ever been so much as wiped down the entire four years. Um, that was one of the things when the that's that's the stove. That was after an hour and an entire can of ease, entire can of Easy Off oven cleaner. That was what it looked like. So it was damaged beyond cleaning. That's okay. The well, this is the side of it. Steel. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Right. I mean, that, that, that right. Means and that's. People That's are spilling a... things and not being careful. This is the thing that concerns me the most. What exactly happened here? Was there a fire? No, it wasn't a fire. The uh, Maytag pa uh, tag was at that spot, and it was hanging off, twisting off. And I pulled it off, and I tried to clean it, and I used an SOS pad. And I made a mistake with that right there. Yeah, I'll say, because now pad. it's, you know, the next but tenant the doesn't want the... that. Okay. Right. But the oven, exactly. what were you going to say? You know, that part could be replaced right there. And then that's right there on the side. How to replace it? Uh, we clean well, let me ask oven. you, if you feel, wait, 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 wait. Because no. when a litigant says, oh, that's easily replaced. Did you replace it? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. You talked about the carpets. Let's take a look at the carpets here. Okay. What happened uh, to the carpets here? Mr. and Mrs. Jones. See. Well, that's the stairs right there. And the stairs get dirty because we go up and down the stairs. But it mostly got dirty, really dirty when we was moving. With other people in the house moving. Right, but, you know, they gave you brand new carpets and this is what you returned. Is it any wonder that he's going to want to replace the carpets? Uh, uh, Are you going to tell me how it could be cleaned, but you didn't bother to clean it? No, the carpets were cleaned. Those are before pictures. I'm sorry, so you cleaned the carpets? My daughter tried to clean, I let my daughter clean the carpets and she didn't use enough soap in the new uh, machine that we had to clean it. And it just spread it around. We have pictures, our evidence, showing that how it looked before we tried to clean it. Right, but this is how it looked after you tried to clean it and that's kind of more important, right? Because that's what he's no, we, complaining no, we about. Didn't, we, no, we didn't clean the stairs. We, no, we didn't try to clean the stairs. Okay, but we I'm just saying, do you understand stairs. You understand why he's saying, are you kidding me, these were brand new carpets. Carpets should last, you know, th listen, there's wear and tear, and you were there for four years, and I understand that, and then there's yes. beyond wear and tear. Do you expect to replace a carpet wall to wall throughout a whole house every four years? No, right? Neither does he. No. Yeah. And that's, the, that's only the upstairs on the third floor in the two bedrooms. And the, and the two bedrooms and um, and the steps. Yeah. 
And where where is this bleach stain? Yes, we didn't. Is do this the bleach? Steps. What happened there? That was that was a bleach. He thinks it's a that bleach stain. I'm asking room. you guys though. Was it a bleach stain? No, it's not a bleach stain. No. What is it? Nobody knows. I don't know what it is. Paint. Stain, true. Is it paint? Uh, yes. It's in my. No, it's not my. No, it couldn't be paint. It was in my son's room. No, right in front of the TV. Well, whatever it is, it's not. Um bad enough for him to replace all the carpets and those stairs were cleanable we had those stairs cleaned like once a year when we were there yes right all once once all once again carpets. once again once again if your legal responsibility is to turn it over in the same condition that it was turned to you please do not tell me oh that's cleanable did you clean it no right no. it looks like that the so then maybe i'm not maybe i'm not going to take your word for it that it's cleanable maybe i'm looking at it and saying that stuff doesn't come out, just like the plaintiff says, how he had two different people come in and see if they could clean it. Is this a continuous carpet? Yeah, so the third floor is all completely carpeted except for the bathrooms. The stairs up okay. to the third floor is the same carpet, and then the stairs from the first to the second floor is the same carpet. Is right. there carpeting in the living room as well? No, no, there's only carpeting. The, no. the, the living room, dining room, kitchen were laminate. Oh, okay. All right. So then tell me about the walls that you felt that they should have to pay for painting. Well, there was severe. Okay. What is this a picture of? Um, so that's just, you can see excessive, you know, dirt and, and stuff on the walls. But the, the biggest thing, um, if you continue some pictures of his attempted patch repair, he had six big screens throughout the house. Every one of them, the big screens, there was a wall bracket and his attempt to patch the wall bracket was beyond crude. Um, it was basically just gobs of wall patch. He didn't attempt to sand it. That that's, was his attempt at a at a patch. He would just leave gobs. So he, he did make an attempt to patch it, but that was his version of it. Um, there's some additional of the actual TV brackets where you can see the four big screws. Um, and it's just... What is this? A door jam? Again, it's a door jam, yeah. Door jam. And this was one of the, this was the attempt to clean, to, to patch after one of his TV brackets. This is what I walked into. Well, you have to paint, you have to sand it when you, before you paint. Yeah, no, so you're not understanding. It, you have to but... sand it before you paint. That's where the pro we're having a, a, a miscommunication about what your legal obligations are. You have to sand it before you paint. You have to clean the carpet. You have to uh, easily order the part to replace on the stove. When you leave it looking like that, then you leave it to him to do all this, and he's going to charge you. It's so it's not. Oh, you could just. Oh, that's easy. You just put. You know. You're just going like that, and it'll all come at a buff right out. No, you're the one who has to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy your line that there's no problem. That yet, yeah, we all know what needs to happen. That needs to be sanded, perhaps done a second time, sanded a second time. Then it has to be painted. We know what has to happen. He now had to pay somebody to do it because you guys didn't. I mean, you, you know, look, guys, After there's wear and tear, and then there's beyond wear and tear. So I'm sorry, what did you yeah, say? We have to, we have to paint after four years you have to turn it in the way it was given to you you have to turn it in the way it was given to you so if you if you scratch the hell out of it and you dent it and you put holes in it and you pour and there's bleach or something some chemical staining the carpets yeah you have to replace it and now if i put a hole all over 
my apartment and I have to turn in my apartment. I then spackle those holes. I ask for touch-up paint. I wait and sand it. And then I paint it. And then that's pretty good. That'll be good. But you didn't do any of that stuff. You just got the thing on and then left. I guess it was very rushed. I guess at the end, I don't know. What are these? These are blinds? There's water damage from the window being left open. So it's just neglect. Really? Busted blinds. Did you? Where is that at? Uh, uh, tell, let's talk about what you're suing for. Say that again, ma'am. I didn't hear. Oh, uh, no. I was just saying there wasn't a busted blind in the place. Did you have the entire inside painted? Yep. There was six big screen TVs with those wall brackets. Every one of the wall brackets, that was his attempt at a patch job. There was one in the kitchen, one in the living room, one in the master bedroom, one in this, the den area, and the den um, on the main floor off the garage and in the garage as well. So the, the entire place How had big a house is with the exception of the garage. 1,647 square feet. And the walls wasn't dirty. The walls wasn't damaged. It was only for part where the TVs was. Not the whole house, not the whole place. As you see, what, it's just right what there. What say the you TVs. to what Mr. Jones just said, that you could have just paid somebody to you know, fix the patch jobs as opposed to paint the entire house soup to nuts. Welcome back to the People's Court. Two very different stories here, but only one opinion counts, and that would be the judges. And we will hear what she has to say right now. It was way beyond that. Um, and there was actually, for the record, there was touch-up paint provided in the house. So if he would have attempted to sand and touch-up, and if that no, was acceptable, I agree with then I don't know why. There's no question he's going to pay for it. The question is, what's the uh, it? That's the question. So, yeah, you're right. They're yes. supposed to do that. They're supposed to turn it over the same way they got it. But my question to oh. you is, sometimes a landlord decides that they're going to paint and make it all fresh because you'll make more money. You know, you, you know, it'll be more rentable that way or whatever. But what I yeah. have to, the only thing he has to pay for, they have to pay for, is um, their own damage. So I'm trying, I hear you when you say there's six screens, so every room needed attention. Um, right. but you had the may entire place soup to nuts painted. No, you may not, because I'm in the middle of a sentence. You had the entire place painted soup to nuts. Instead of doing what I had said to him, why didn't you patch them properly and touch them up? And what you just pointed out, he had touch-up paint. He could, so why didn't your guy just do the touch-ups and stuff, which would have been significantly less than the 3000 well, because there's there's long continuous walls. It's a big open floor plan. So if you do a patch on a on a wall, you essentially have to paint that entire wall. Um, otherwise, you're going to see exactly where that that patch was. This is, the painters aren't going to go in and basically stand behind their work doing a patch on a TV thing in the middle of a huge wall. They're going to paint the entire wall, and then between the well, dirt, if we would have patched the, it. Same thing. The, would have. Well, no, you know what would have been really good? If you guys had painted all the walls, you could have done it yourselves. You could have kept the cost low. Everything would have been pristine. If you had repaired the holes you put into someone else's property for six big yes. screen TVs, if you guys had done it, it would have been so much cheaper. Yes. Oh. Could I, may I say something now? Um, yes, yes. Um, as, as, our, as our evidence, our, our evidence, you can see all the walls is clean. It was just the part where we had the TVs at the little patch holes. So I didn't think the whole wall need to be painted. I don't know. That's Just hard, too, though, paint. because you're assuming that the next person is going to put their TV right where you wanted it. What if the next person, what if that's a wall the next person doesn't want to hang right. something on and cover? You know, like like in, in his mind, he needs everything pristine for the next person. So it's kind of, you know, it's. 
I mean, he went. Right. He, he, nobody talks. Nobody talk. No more talking. No more talking. No more talking. I'm going to find that there is $6,146 in damages. Now, you have a counterclaim against him for the $3,000 of security deposit. You're not getting that back. It's zero on your counterclaim, but I am deducting that $3,000 security deposit. I'm also deducting, because I'm looking at the lease, I, I, you guys may have forgotten this, that there's another $500 in a pet deposit. So from the damages, I am going to subtract $3,500 for a sum total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $2,646. Mr. Ms. Jones, this is not good news for you. What are you thinking? No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, we thought after four years, he should have taken care of all of that if he wanted to rent the place again. He had to paint, he had to clean the carpets. I didn't think they needed replacing well, you've got to learn something about renting. You got to leave it, as the judge said, the way it was when you moved in, and you apparently didn't take any effort to do that at all. That's why it's costing you so much money. Whoopee! Sorry about that. Yes. You learn a hard lesson, Mr. Lestage. Uh, obviously, that was brand new. They were your first renters to move in there. Uh, what about it now? You're going to rent it out again? Fix it up and rent it out? Or are you a little leery about doing that? Uh, to be honest, I am a little skeptical at the moment. Um, I'm contemplating putting up a for sale sign. Um, I don't know that I can afford to incur six or seven thousand uh, dollars in between rentals each time. So that'll be something I decide. I was glad to see that justice was served today. But um, yeah, that's something I'm pondering as we speak. Yeah, boy, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Anyway, congratulations. Good for you. All right. Here's an interesting case. Let's see how the judges feel about it. Have you ever seen a carpet that looked as bad as the one. It was pretty bad. I mean, it looked like a I have, because I like... do small, you didn't do small claims, but I do small claims all the time, so I have, but no. that was pretty bad. Yeah, it looked like a crime scene. I'm not yeah. sure I've ever seen an AC uh, filter that looked that bad. That was pretty bad. How about the stovetop? Looked like a science project. Yeah. There was something growing on top of that. He said he'd be dispensed There's with a lot of damages. And... You just can't, you know, I mean, come on, you know how pristine it was when you got it. It was what? immaculate. Maybe you they should have left the TV on the wall for the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been, been cheaper. Better. It would have been cheaper. <laughs> it would have been cheaper than repainting. Uh, but yeah, um, a lot of work needed to be done in that place. Yeah. So it was a, He's out actually a lot more than he ended up getting. Yeah, he got dinged a little bit on yeah. this one. And uh, look, when my daughter, my daughters are renting apartments now, I know at the end of the lease, I'm going to be up there spackling, Yeah, a week beforehand. Hatching, you spackle, you wait for it to I dry. A couple of then days, you sand I know, it. Right, and I know we it. have a little thing of right. touch-up paint. Right, I got all the touch-up paint. I'll do all the work that's got to be done. But uh, yeah, that's part of renting an apartment is leaving it as clean as it was when you got it. Yeah. Marcy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, my neighbor's dog is outside all the time and he barks and barks and barks. I've called the cops, my neighbor does nothing, and I'm going crazy. What's the next step? Well, I would call animal control, because oftentimes they can come out there, and if the dog is really out of control in the neighborhood, sometimes visit from them will do the trick. We'll see you next time.